Hey guys, Jesse here. I'm going to be reading and talking through Ephesians 4, 1 through 10. Let's get going. Therefore, I, a prisoner of for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just, if you, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Okay, that's a whole lot. Ten whole verses. It's a lot more than some of the podcasts that have just one verse. But hopefully I can do this justice and sum it up in a good way. But when I got the email saying that this was the passage I got to read, I literally let out an audible squeak. I love Ephesians. Ephesians is the most underlined, highlighted, scribbled in, used book of my Bible. Ephesians 4 is one of my favorite passages. And verses 7 through 10 are actually, I have a tattoo of on my ankle, which is kind of cool. I've always seen it as a really beautiful summary of the gospel and what the church is all about. Paul outlines different ways of living, explains the Trinity, and even explains who Jesus was and what he was about in 10 simple verses. To start with, Paul reminds us that we have a calling. He states his mission, which is to be a servant of God or a prisoner, and then dives into who we are. We are a people called. Who are we called by? God. But why? He called us because he called us. Okay, so what do we do about that? Well, Paul, in classic Paul style, tells us, we are called to be humble. I struggled with extreme humility, as some would call it, for a really long time. Others might call it bad anxiety or low self-esteem, but I thought it was humility. That's not what God wants from us. He doesn't want us to think that we are the worst and degrade ourselves constantly in the name of humility. He wants us to, as I understand it, know our place, understand that while we might not be gods, we might not be the most important thing or person or whatever on the earth, but we aren't the worst either. He called us. He chose us. He died for us. There's more to humility than bringing ourselves down. There's also kind of an element of keeping ourselves up. We should know our place. Paul also says that we are called to be gentle. I usually think of this in like the physical sense, kind of like when your mom says, don't punch your brother, that kind of thing. But I think it's more than that. It's about our emotions, our mentality, our attitudes. We shouldn't be harsh in anger. We shouldn't have a lot of fear and let that dominate us. We shouldn't be jealous. We're supposed to be gentle, kind of kindness or just a way of living, gentle. We're called to be patient with each other and forgiving one another. 
That one's way easier said than done, and it's really hard to sum up. After that, we get to the real meat of the passage, to keep ourselves united in the spirit. What does that mean? Durr explained on day one of the podcast that to be united in something or in something meant that you were joined together. He used that really cool David and Goliath analogy, which really cleared things up for me. So I won't go back to that. So if you're still unclear on it, I would encourage you to go back to that podcast to get some more understanding. But back to Ephesians 4. We are united in this spirit. So we are together in the spirit, bound by peace. And the words united and bound are kind of synonyms, aren't they? I Yeah, they're... To be united in something would imply a kind of binding. If you're bound, you're united. If you're united, you're bound. I think of it this way. The United States is bound by common law, land, governing powers, as well as culture and economics. That's just how what makes the United States. It's the land, the law, the government. All these things are part of the identity of our union. Sure, Michigan and Texas are different, but we're still united under this common law and common land. We can drive to each other. Well, that's why we're not united with England. We can't drive there. That's where the metaphor falls apart. So moving on. So where's our unity from? The Christian church, where's our unity? It's from the spirit and it binds us with the peace. The spirit is our identity. We are in the spirit, identify with it, but our common law or land, kind of like the United States, is this peace. Our lives are to be so bound together in the spirit that peace is what is keeping us together. I can't even begin to imagine that part, and that probably means we have a little bit more to accomplish. Wow, this is so much stuff, and we haven't even gotten to my favorite part. Verses 5 and 6 show us that God is one, a reference to the Old Testament and specifically in Deuteronomy, where it says that the Lord your God is one, which is a really cool part. And then Paul explains that the church is also one, and we are one with him, further showing that we are to be united by and through Jesus. Verses 7 through 10 are where I get really giddy. Paul explains in this part that the one who ascended to, as he uses, the heights, let out captives, giving them gifts. But who is the one who ascended? He uses a kind of logic to narrow down who it could be. If someone ascended, that usually means that they had to have been lower than when they were when they went higher. But how do you get lower if you're not from anywhere else but lower? So that means it has to be Jesus. Jesus descended as Christ as man, but he's still God. God came down, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came down and descended to be with us, but then he ascended again. He was, as John calls in the first verse of his gospel, the word. In the beginning, the word was God and with God, but then he descended to our lowly world and led out captives via the cross. After descending, he again ascended higher than the highest heavens to fill the entire universe. And I kind of see that as a way to think about how we ourselves should live our lives. We sometimes think about ourselves a lot 
higher than we probably should. And I know I'm probably not the only one who struggles with that, this pride. But Christ calls us to lay that down, to die to ourselves. And I see that as this descent. We're to descend to something lower than ourselves, to our lowly world. But then he, that's not the end of it. He says that we get to come back up. We're raised from the dead. Paul writes a lot about the resurrection of us. Our lives aren't over. We get to keep living this eternal life that Jesus calls us to. And that's where it really is. Jesus is the source of this. By him filling the universe with himself, we are joined together. We're united, bound by this peace and the spirit of life. And we get to ascend with him in the future day. Jesus is so important here. Without him, there's no church, no unity, no peace, no calling. Without Christ coming to us and descending, we aren't called. But don't worry, he did come down, so we're okay. He went back up again, filled the universe with himself, and then he filled our hearts. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your son. Thank you for descending to be with us and then filling the universe with your glory, giving us the ability to be called for a purpose more than we are worth. Help us to be worthy of this calling that you have called us to, and I pray you guide us in humility and gentleness, and that we would be bound in peace by your Spirit. Amen.